stranger gave it an unpleasant emphasis. Too busy to spare an old man a moment. Name's Hornbeam. He extended a claw and Will had to shake it. Strapping lad like you, arranging flowers. That's just part of the job. There's watering and bins and must be a chore. Doing all these displays on your own when no doubt you'd rather be climbing trees. Takes forever, Will admitted. At least someone noticed how much he did. But the old man was creeping him out. Better get on and finish. He took up his buckets and crossed the black and white tiles to enter the dining room with its lonely piano and graceful, shrouded tables. Bending to start filling the flower troughs, he realised that the old man had followed him. You're gold, aren't you? The suggestive voice creaked at his elbow. Strapping lad like you. Responsible as well. Not something you find often these days. This Mr. Hornbeam's eyes were boring into his mind and loosening his tongue. Before he knew what he was doing, Will was complaining about his job to a perfect stranger. Stupid tiled floors. If you drop any water in them, you have to go and get the mop, else people slip and sue you. He choked a trough with gladioli, adding some big, wavy blooms that no one with a life knew the name of. Plus the ballroom's a nightmare to polish, and some old machine that looks like an upside-down pelican. Sometimes old is best, like good wine. The red eyes saw his annoyance. A chill ran up Will's back. He couldn't move or think. Then somehow the old man released him and laughed. But of course, you're right. Who wouldn't rather be young and strong? Will filled two troughs and hurried to finish a third. He dived into the kitchen and found that Mrs. Rymer had set out two more buckets filled with pink and white blooms. He dragged them back to the dining room and found the old man pouring icy cascades of notes from the piano and pounding its lower registers like thunder. He stopped abruptly. I once had a talented body. A talent for music, I mean. Better leave the piano alone or Mrs. Rymer will have you, Will warned. Unless you're a guest, I mean. A guest? Ha! <laughs> Why not? The old man watched Will finish the last vase by the door. What did he care whether the old codger checked in or not? Will hurried to be done with it. As he was introducing the last endy bits of some pink spray or other to an elegant tub of lilies, Mr. Hornbeam touched some thrilling keys and began to play again. Will knew he should refresh the slim vases on top of the piano with something elegant. Instead, he rattled his buckets around and pointlessly swept some stems towards the door. That'll be it, then. More thrilling descents from high notes and intricate figures. Ahem. Will secured one of the dining room doors. This room's usually closed up till lunch. The music stopped as if it had been choked. Piano lid came down with a clipped sound. He didn't hear the old man cross the floor. In the space of time it took Will to reach up and secure the second French door with a bolt, the voice was at his elbow. When were you last ill? The red eyes gripping his mind again, and he could do nothing but try to answer. Throwing up bug at Easter. Nothing serious then. Everybody had it. Neil Tamblin threw up in maths. Will felt sick remembering.
and you've had the usual chicken pox and measles. Mum didn't like the jabs, Will said humbly. I just do odd jobs here on Saturdays. I'm not anyone important, and I'd like to go now. So, if you don't mind... His voice sounded strange in his ears. I've got to get on. Mr W. D. Hornbeam, for that was his name, raised a sunset-coloured toast to Will Dudgeon's health precisely thirteen minutes later. You'll show an old man around. Why not start with the bar? The doomed glass ceiling dates from 1922, Will read faintly from the guide to Lyle Island Hotel. The mirrored bar and pool with goldfish were installed by millionaire Archie Trice to amuse his guests. A toast. Will found a glass in his hand. What's in it? A taste.